welcome to A Therapist Tales, a podcast where Jacqueline Sabodi works to normalize conversations about mental health. Hi, and welcome back to A Therapist Tales. I'm Jacqueline Sabodi, and joining me today is Melina, Malia L. Siegel and Samantha Teutel. Malia is a licensed clinical social worker and registered play therapist. She specializes in working with school-age children, ranging in age from 4 to 18. She uses breath, play, and movement, as well as her own authentic voice and style to move clients' progress forward. Samantha is a licensed social worker, and as a clinician, she specializes in adolescence. She strives to understand the unique struggles and challenges that this group faces and utilizes her experiences with a variety of levels of care to support her youth in managing their mental health and overall well-being. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Yes. So um, we want to get together and talk a little bit about what it is going to be like as our children and teen and even college age um, clients transition back to whatever this new, new normal is going to be still in this COVID climate. Um, Last year was unique in and of itself, and this year is bound to be as well. So let's just dive right in. Um, I think that, you know, in treating this group, we obviously have a lot of stories that we can share without sharing um, any identifying information. But you know, let's talk a little bit about what our clients have been presenting with um, over the last, you know, month, two months. So anyone is welcome to kind of start. I feel like the summer was like great. Yeah. I feel like June and July and the top of August felt like mm-hmm. great. Normal. Norm. Normal. Yeah. Normal-ish. Like regulated mm-hmm. kids were like, mm-hmm. you know, coming to their sessions, maybe having like some anxiety about oh school's like looming in the background Mm -hmm. but i feel like within the last week and a half it's like super peaked like kids are very uh on edge yes and then parents are also Mm -hmm. on edge but they're trying to be like i gotta be strong for the kids and it's been like I feel the like impending anxiety of like hey can i get on your schedule hey can i get on your schedule and i'm Mm -hmm. like "Mm -hmm." i'm like and all next week is already Yep. It's full. Yeah. And and other clients like um who kind of like twiddle off a little bit mm-hmm. are like, hey, 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 can I get in? I'm like, yep, absolutely. So right, so we're obviously Would love to have like, you. <laughs> yeah. I'll make time where time doesn't exist. So we're all kind of feeling it as well. Yeah, I think um the benefit of last year being like either hybrid or virtual or people choosing to be remote was that a non-traditional therapy schedule was like Mm -hmm. an option Mm -hmm. where I feel like this year, now that everyone is back in person, like you're saying, scheduling wise, like three 30, everyone wants three 30, four 30, five 30. And I'm like, no, I I mean, there's only so many of those slots in a week and Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily, I'm like, I'm there on Saturdays, but you know, kids are also getting back into activities and I don't necessarily want to take away from like, again, Mm -hmm. like that normal outlet for Mm -hmm. them. By being like, come to therapy on a Saturday morning. Yes. So, mm-hmm. Sam, what have you been seeing in terms of your clients? A lot of, I mean, anxiety about mm-hmm. going back. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of uh, performance anxiety for like mm-hmm. academics too, mm-hmm. because I have a few kids who uh, 
did really well virtually mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. feel the pressure to kind of keep up with that. But it's yeah. also going to be completely different because it's not virtual. It's not more on their own time. Yes. They have to kind of work around the school schedule more and it's going to be tough. Yes. And like, I, I mean, even you bring up such a good point too. It's like how many of these kids actually like virtual? I know we're going to um, dive into that a little bit more, but I think to your point, like it was more on their time when they had the virtual option, mm-hmm. you know, whether it was like, I can take a break and walk away from the screen or I have more time to work on said schoolwork. Mm-hmm. Um, Could they, they pace themselves? Less hours too. Like they would probably only log in until 11 or 12 at the latest. Mm-hmm. And then they could kind of have the whole rest of the day. Whereas most of the time they're not getting home now until three or four. Mm-hmm. And if they do activities even later. Mm-hmm. So then trying to squeeze in all the homework on top of that, it's a lot. I think mm-hmm. about that too. I'm like, how do you, so like school is out two 45, you practice till five. Then you came here at five 30. Then you go home and eat dinner. Yeah. Shower. And how many hours of school work? I'm like, that's why, I mean, I have like a joke with some of my clients. It's like Malia's bad therapy advice. I was like, I just don't do homework. I never, I didn't do homework. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> because I feel like it was the last priority for me was to do homework. Yeah. Like I just, like you're saying, like the schedule is such that like I'm already in school for seven hours and then I'm participating in activity and then I would come home and I would take a nap. I usually would like nap from like Mm -hmm. 530 to seven, eat dinner, stay up until like midnight, not doing homework, (laughs) but just like chilling, doing the developmentally appropriate thing and then start it all over again the next day. So I feel like I say, I'm like, you could tell people that your therapist said that Malia said, don't do homework. Uh, Last priority. Yeah. I'm like, it's just, I just, I think if I was a teacher in a, you know, a primary elementary school, I would kind of just be like, just read. If you want to do something, just read. You don't have yes. to practice any other skills besides right. reading. Right. And they probably didn't really even have homework last year at all. Last right. year was home, all home. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. It was all homework. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're doing it at home all the time. Right. So, and I and some so many clients. I remember like they would like go out to lunch with their siblings. Like after that, you know, they got yeah. done at twelve. It was like nice. Like and yeah. they could like hang out with friends. Then like, yeah, it was nice. It was nice for them. Yeah. Um, and just you know, I feel like my own. Like, well, what's going on? And I've been asking, um, my clients since like early August. Like, so what are they saying? Like, you know regular schedule like the only thing i feel like we really tangibly know is masks on um mm-hmm. the vaccine the is not indicated for x age group mm-hmm. my curiosity is like okay so if someone gets covid like you know what happens then and like is that virtual option going to be like available available and also just like required like that's almost like the thing with the when virtual started and it the first time it like really snowed we had bad weather they were like oh well we could just yes. do and it's like mm, no that's not how this works <laughs> this is not how this has worked forever yeah. it's like just because you have the option to do virtual and do remote school doesn't mean you should i know right and if you're sick I think if anything, at the beginning of the pandemic, the life lesson was like, if I'm not feeling well, I need to stay home and rest. And resting means not engaging in Mm -hmm. work and other stressful things. So it's like, yeah, if you get COVID, 
even if your symptoms are mild, it's still probably a stress on your family. You have to yeah. isolate. You have to, you know, yeah. be away from people. It's not like, oh, I can just isolate and still do schoolwork, mm-hmm. you know. So I, the virtual thing is interesting because I think it was high quality in the beginning because everybody was doing right. remote. And then once they introduced like the hybrid option, it got a little clunky. Yes. And I feel like. Again, it still may be an option, but I don't know that it would be like super um, fruitful for people to be like, oh, I'm teaching real people and you're over here on the screen and you can kind of see me and you can kind of see them. And maybe you can hear me. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of like techie. Exactly what you're things. saying. Like at first it was like the advanced option. Like they were committed. They're mm-hmm. maybe using the share screen and the, the whiteboard situation. But now like if you're home and your entire class is in person. Like, it's not going to be as advanced as it was. This mm-hmm. is exactly what I'm, like, wondering. Is like, how... Right, because is it going to be a kid on a screen and, like, exactly. like just watching his class? Mm-hmm. Like, right, right. And so, like, these are the things that I'm like, so how how's it, how's that going to happen? Like, who... And these are the things that... Thing? No. that... Yeah. These are the things that I think, maybe rightly like that don't come up until they need to come up. Mm. So there's not answers for things. Yeah. Which again is the fodder for anxiety is like cool. waiting for stuff to fall apart to like problem solve. But like, I, th- I know teachers ask those questions. I know mm. parents, kids ask those questions mm-hmm. and people are kind of like, Oh, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Oh, we have, well, we're working on a protocol. There's a committee right now who's working on it. And it's like, okay, but, I just my the brain needs to know right the brain yes. needs to know what's going to happen yeah. if and a lot of these situations there really isn't like a protocol my my brother is a middle school teacher at a charter mm-hmm. school in new york city mm-hmm. and he said one of the teachers got exposed mm-hmm. i think maybe tested positive and in the like whole the first grade week? yeah well they started in the beginning of august oh uh-huh he went back really early but somebody tested positive and the whole grade had to stay home in quarantine mm-hmm. And so they were just all virtual learning from home, which is like if like 40 percent, let's say, of those people are not well or having some symptoms. What's the efficacy of education at that point? Right. 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 My um, one of the other clinicians was sharing that her college age client um, tested positive and is at school, college. And the professor was really inflexible about it, like almost like you're SOL, bud. You got it. Like you're home <laughs> quarantining, you're missing class, you're, you know, latest time. Like it, there wasn't an accommodation. So, like, again, there's just so much varying that, like, to your point, it's like a lot of this is what's going to drive the anxiety. Yes, anxiety about getting sick, and yes, anxiety about, you know, wearing a mask and all that. Um, but just a lot of uncertainty and unknown, and like how that is then going to impact our work with our clients. I mean, I'm anticipating, like, I like take a deep breath because I feel myself getting anxious. There's like (laughs) another influx of like client needs Mm -hmm. where like in the Monmouth County area already, it's like people are like at capacity plus, Mm -hmm. like it hasn't let up. I don't, you know. Yeah. If anything, it's, it's more. And like, there's definitely people I'm like referring either out or parents I'm referring. It's not always like so urgent or acute, but it's like Mm -hmm. if you can get someone, get them now because the demand might go up, you know, like more. Yeah. Yeah, Like there's pockets. I feel like fall and then like January pockets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Let's let's kind of move through um, to the next talking point. Um, So just like in the last year, obviously like not socializing not being around peers as much so like the opportunity for like interpersonal relationship building 
or pure conflict resolution, um, some of the academic setbacks. Um, so what do we think, how do we think that's going to impact um, teens and children kind of like in the long haul? Like what kind of problems do we think we're going to be seeing? And, you know, how do we as providers and <laughs> educators and parents um, help solve that resolve that i don't really even know support that (laughs) i just i just foresee like like sam to your point we were saying earlier about like educational like if someone's not getting math this is like my i think my own personal anxiety if someone's not getting math because it's a building skill skill exactly Mm -hmm. right like that would be the class that i would have like a mental breakdown because it's a that's a really challenging subject Mm mm-hmm Anything that spirals on itself where you need a foundation and uh-huh. if you miss something, you miss the next thing is hard. <laughs> yeah, they missed like a whole year for that. Oh, right. Just, uh, one kid I work with, the mom was telling me that when they went back in the spring for the first time um, in person for school, the girls were just beating each other up in the hallways because wow. she said they have no idea how to interact with each other oh anymore. Gosh. They've been away from each other for so long. Like They're they like, who just, cares about math? They were just, yeah, just <laughs> you jumping were each other in the hallway. about me on Instagram. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> or TikTok. I don't know. The youngest social media thing. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. I don't want to. Yeah, I think it's TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. But yeah. Yikes. And it's a lot of anger, right? Or like displaced anger mm-hmm. than frustration that mm-hmm. would come out. I, mm-hmm. I could imagine like kids like not knowing where to put it mm-hmm. and being like, mm-hmm. oh, there you are. I'm going to put it on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and adults, I think, do that to each other. I've seen some of the comments that like people have written Mm -hmm. about teachers Mm -hmm. during this time that are like Mm. you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing and i'm like we're all just doing our best best. best. our best looks terrible the best we can (laughs) to survive yeah i even like at one point i was like everyone everyone should just repeat the grade like yeah right just just bump the curriculum like yeah yeah. we all just need to refresh like everyone needs to redo right um but yeah, man, I'm really, um, I'm really concerned about that aspect, and I do think that that's going to contribute to self-esteem and um, just kind of like placement in terms of like, right? So like, kiddos' like job is like to go to school, so like just like their placement and how they feel like they're doing at their job. Mm-hmm. Well, I felt like when the pandemic started, like I was like, this is like. We probably may not get there, but the, it was such a good opportunity to reevaluate school and, like, mm. I guess yeah. withdraw that like performance anxiety and be like your your worth and your value as a person, student, teacher mm-hmm. is not tied to a specific outcome. Right. And I feel like there was a little bit of time where that mm-hmm. was like people were like, all right, I'm just going to drop the rope. Like, I'm going to choose prioritized connection over correction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was like a short window. And then I feel like we kind of slingshotted back to everybody's got like a high demand on their time, energy and Mm -hmm. effort. Um, And that I think just fuels like each system fuels the next weakest Mm -hmm. one below it. So you have like our state level, Mm -hmm. then you have like the administrators and then they're putting pressure on the teachers and then the teachers are putting pressure on the kids. And then the parents are also putting pressure on the kids. So it's like kids don't really get like respite from like people being like, we feel powerless and out of control. So here you go. Would you think even um, like not requiring the SATs 
and like a lot of kids last year taking a gap year from mm -hmm. college just to like pause and reflect would be like yeah. even an example of like just yeah. let's rethink what we're doing yeah because yeah. i think like for so long we prioritize like college and not to say that it, it's good or bad like i wouldn't use like moral language on it but like we all know those people who would benefit from hands-on work right. and like just would thrive in that environment versus sitting in a classroom for another four and a half, five years, mm -hmm. like just taking in information when it's like, maybe you could just be working. Mm -hmm. Maybe you could be finding your passion mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. elsewhere and not like succumbing to like the voices of the outside authorities and right. just being like, what do I like actually? Mm -hmm. What do I really like to do? Mm -hmm. What has the pandemic maybe brought out in me that I'm like yeah. really good at? Even teachers. Like I think mm -hmm. so many teachers, I'm like, you should start your own like Etsy online, <laughs> yeah, Etsy, whatever, like curriculum help, tutoring yeah. support, Zoom support. Like yeah. you could probably make, not that it's about money, depends on the person, but like they could make a lot of money doing catch up mm -hmm. stuff with people mm -hmm. or like I, I know I'm really good at like teaching math concepts to third and fourth graders. So make a business out of it because they're mm -hmm. going to need it. You mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. So I do agree. It's like, what, what did we do with this time? What did we yeah. explore in ourselves? What did we learn? Um, we were kind of talking about this a little bit just in terms of like, okay, so, um, a kiddo in your drama club or in your Spanish class or on your lacrosse team gets COVID. Um, will there be the virtual learning option? Will it be as fulfilling as being in the classroom? Um, and like, you know, Emily, you were kind of saying, it's like, oh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I'm like, <laughs> right. Well, we're going to get there real quick. If, if a student <laughs> got COVID in the first week of August mm -hmm. and college kids are getting it, it's like the bridge is already there, so mm -hmm. we need to figure that out. Mm -hmm. I don't have an answer. <laughs> I think, and again, I, this is where I think people get stuck to is like trying to find like a um, a one size fits all answer, like how you had said about the SATs. Like mm -hmm. I love that idea. I know that there's people who would be like, no, we got to keep things the same, mm -hmm. and it's like, but it's a multi million dollar mm -hmm. making industry mm -hmm. that's built around test taking <laughs> yeah and stress i'm like that yeah. doesn't jive with me like i'm not that doesn't feel congruent that we're making money off of well it creates a hierarchy yeah what you were saying earlier like back down to perfectionism which like perfectionism right. is a falsity and yeah. we can teach our children and teens that concept like how much anxiety reduction would we see at large yeah it's like you just don't have to take this test mm -hmm. that really doesn't assess just opt out. Yeah, like I don't even know what it assesses. <laughs> I I took it. I know I took it. I did not do well on it. Mm -hmm. Probably because I didn't do homework. Emily is great <laughs> advice. Uh, but I also don't think like I'm like I, jokingly, but I also do feel very proud about where I am in my career. Is like, and I turned out fine. Yep. I did terribly yeah. on the SATs, yep. and I didn't turned matter. out okay. So yep. I feel like thriving. Yeah, and I stressed myself out, and I took it three times, and I took the ACT twice, yes. and like did the same mm -hmm. every time I took them. It wasn't yes. like I did any better. Yeah, and but, that's that's the thing too, right? Like. And that's money spent, yeah, right? Yes. That's money, time, energy spent 
so that an Mm -hmm. institution can Mm -hmm. be like, you, Sam, are worthy. And guess what? You're worthy anyway. (laughs) Test aside. That's part of why I went to school for social work, because I didn't have to take the GRA. Mm. I was like, I don't want to take another test. test. I can't take another one. And I was like, oh, perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, I can just. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. I think that's a, um, a whole other podcast, too. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, funny. Yeah, you are worthy outside of any test or assessment. But, yeah, I don't know. I do feel like a pit in my stomach thinking about if I had to go to school during this time. Like, I don't. Oh, uh, yeah. I would like that's to think my, terrifying. like, lackadaisical nature from back then would still be present where I'd be like, I'm just going to do my best and that's going to be fine. And yeah. I'm going to get by. Yeah. But it does make me feel kind of ill. I did have a student who was like, they were touring. Because that's the other thing. On top of like this being a weird year, imagine if you're shifting to college, to a new school, to, you know, to a new um, stage of school. Yeah. So touring the middle school, and I was like, did you feel like you were going to throw up? And they were like, yeah, how'd you know? And I was like, I mean, <laughs> I could just imagine it already. Like, on top of everything else, you're wearing a mask, the school's hot, you're with your parents, it's embarrassing anyway. It's just like, yeah, I would feel like I'm going to throw up. Um, and call at the college level, they're touring virtually. Like, mm. you know, you remember like um, when you would like drive, you're going to drive to Connecticut. Yeah. 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 You know, and it, it kind of, I mean, I think it's kind of looking forward to it, but walking around and seeing yourself there and getting a, just an idea of, you know, how big is this? All that stuff. No, your college tours were over a computer. Yep. Yikes. And I feel like you miss, like, it, you can't see everything. That's what I even did a virtual workshop and I couldn't see the whole space. And so it was really disorienting mm-hmm. to, like, present not only to people wearing masks on mm. a screen, but I'm like where did everyone go? And they're like, oh, no, we're here. We're just sitting at tables that you can't see. So, and I'm like, oh, I can someone turn the camera yeah. or the thing so I can see? Like, I just want to see you and feel connected. To your point, too, like with those words, like um, masks and connection, like how yeah. much of our nonverbal communication is now being hindered by the mask like yes you can see like someone's eyes and that's part of connection but smiling or like you know mm-hmm. just the nuances in, in facial expressions and um and what they mean to, to help people feel safe and connected and, and like they have a place of meaning like i just mm-hmm. kind of going back like can i imagine myself being in high school i just probably would have like blinders on mask on like just gotten through it like i, I think i just would have totally dissociated if mm-hmm. i was in high school at this time yeah. that's how i would have coped i think there's going to be a lot of that <laughs> absolutely just yeah. like blank stares down the hallways yeah. yeah and so what does that right so kind of just like twiddling into our next um talking point like what does like coping in that way what type of mental health needs are we going to see like what type of long-term effects does that have if people are just coping by disconnecting and dissociating like emotional regulation yeah they're not like they're not gonna be able to it's not mirrored for them because they're not seeing it Mm -hmm. yes and they can't like develop it then absolutely yeah especially the younger they are that's why i'm like zero Mm -hmm. to three like i mean i think in most places they're not requiring zero to three to wear a mask which speaks to Mm -hmm. i think like then some knowledge of like brain development Mm -hmm. in children so And there are some schools, if they're private, they will not, you know, have them wear a mask or it's like family optional, Mm -hmm. which I know can create some Mm. issues and friction and tension. But I feel like it is important for kids to see 
faces, not only of their yes. peers, but of adults. Like mm-hmm. if a kid, if a peer does something and kids are like, whoa, they usually look at an adult to be like, what am I mm-hmm. supposed to react to this situation? Yes. Are you going to do something about it? Um, but yeah, I think it is going to be like a long-term like social skill rebuilding mm-hmm. 100%. thing. 100%. Um, and also, I mean, in the high school level, I think they just get savvier about like pulling it down. I feel like I see a lot of chin strap situations. I'm like, do what you got to do, bro. Like, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and they do make those masks on Etsy with the clear panels in them. I had one for a while. I think oh, y'all yeah. were like, well, that's a little weird. <laughs> yeah. They're like, they're, they fog up pretty easily. They fog up. They're not great. But maybe even a year later, they're probably better. Yeah, than they were. Yeah, the old more advanced. Yeah, but I think like it is important for people to see mouths moving, and if you have students who are hearing impaired, right? Like, how what's the technology there as far as how are they getting the information they need to get? Yeah, yeah, right. Like, and someone who reads lips, maybe you know. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, also just thinking that this would create anxiety for me. Oh my god, I fucking forgot my mask. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine a little kid on a bus? Oh my gosh, freaking yeah. out because they forgot. You yeah. know what I mean? Or a parent being like, "Did I give them their mask? I need yeah. to drive twenty minutes to make yeah. sure that they gave their." Yeah. You know, like yeah. a, again, it's like that cyclical. Right. My like line has been like, "Nobody's dying, right?" Like <laughs> there is probably if you a mask, your mask. <laughs> right? Like there's probably. I mean, maybe yes, people maybe, are gonna maybe. die, but <laughs> like there is probably a mask at school. Like I'm sure there's a box. Well, right, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. There's an option. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Or, or you know, maybe your friend has. Send, send a kid home for yeah right or would they or or if you're a smart enough kid you'd be like oh man i forgot my mask i guess i gotta go home <laughs> I gotta leave Sorry. Your mask for the third time this week yeah um i think also just like validating right like coming from a place of compassion i think that people are still gonna have that like caged animal Experience whether it's parents or educators. I think edu- educators are probably really traumatized um, right now, just in terms of like the demands and requirements. And we're going to talk a little bit about that shortly. But um, uh, how do we address you know that that piece of it? Like, there's a, there isn't actually a solution for us to be offering clients other than this experience is hard, and we're going to get through it, and we can um, exercise different tools and interventions. But truly, it is about like you were saying, Sam, learning to regulate through really. Mm-hmm complex and chronic stressful time and i think like making time to see like all sides of it Mm, i mm -hmm. think last time we talked about we also we talked about like gratitude practice and making sure that like you're taking time to like see what's good Mm -hmm. about what's going on absolutely um i feel like again like if you're if you're I don't, wise isn't the right word i feel like that's like a judgment on somebody's intelligence but like if you can like really zoom out on this time and be like, okay, how did this help me? How did the pandemic and the shifts that mm-hmm. happened like help me? Mm-hmm. I feel like you could probably come up with a really healthy list. It's probably going to take you some time, but like, I feel like, you know, families are like, Oh, we like ate together more. Like we did mm-hmm. stuff together. Um, like, yes, we couldn't see our friends as much, but like, and some parents, I don't know about you, but they've like, they were like, Oh, they disconnected from, from some people. I didn't mm-hmm. want them to be friends with anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, some people that they would mm-hmm. maybe label as being bad influences or just not good friends to their children. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the pandemic kind of forced a separation from mm-hmm. each other, which mm-hmm. I think naturally, again, is, yeah, good. I think yeah. like a positive supportive mm-hmm. 
situation. So I think like sitting down, if the, if the parents are listening to this or teachers are listening to this, it's like writing a list of like 20 to 30 things that you got to do that you were able mm-hmm. to do or that you didn't have to do anymore that you were excited about yes. during the pandemic. Like, and you, let's, you can be like, ah, okay. And, and, and go ahead, Sam. I'm sorry. No, I think it could be really beneficial because being home on their computers, they're not really around other people knowing that like somebody else is experiencing this too. Someone else mm-hmm. is feeling the same way, but mm-hmm. being back in school in person, it might give them a moment to like talk about how it was and be like, Oh, it was bad for you. Oh, it was bad for me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, it will feel less like isolating. Yeah. Potentially. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like for those like quick little exchanges mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. aren't built in when you're living life virtually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I know we felt that at the office, like granted there's not all this time for us to be socializing at the office, but just those quick little, you know, one, two, how you doing you know yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh gosh you know so and so and this and that happened Mm -hmm. (laughs) i also like just to piggyback really off of what you're saying is like also like and i feel this way i'm like how do we not go back to the things that weren't serving us well Mm -hmm. like i know for me it's like yeah i don't want to have my weekends committed to doing all of these things that aren't nurturing like my wellest self that was part of the pandemic that i loved mm-hmm. like just being able to be like yeah i can't come like mm-hmm. you know or yeah they're taking not- care of me and yeah and people are like oh i'm so sorry i didn't invite you i'm like oh that's okay oh, darn. <laughs> don't worry <laughs> fine with me yeah or just like spending more time at home or not having all these demands and i yeah. think i can't remember either of you said it earlier like I got anxiety thinking about like the schedules on these kids and teens, like mm-hmm. school, extracurricular therapy, like just it's I'm like these moms live in their cars, just driving everyone, mm-hmm. you know, to and fro. And I'm like, no, there was more time built in to just like be and, you know, just there's like spontaneity and time with family, like kind of just like getting back to the basics as cheesy as it sounds. Mm-hmm. I think a thing I would say, and there's parents who did this before, I feel like you and I have talked about it amongst each other, is mm-hmm. like delegating or like engaging help of others yeah. still, like so that you don't feel like you're going to lose your mind, like driving your kids to things. Like I'm sure there's somebody with like a great driving record that you can find on like care.com <laughs> who can drive your kids to mm-hmm. those practices. So mm-hmm. that's like one less thing that yeah. you have to do. Yes. Um, or like Instacart your groceries mm-hmm. or I mean, maybe some whatever is restorative to you. Some people love to grocery shop. I can't say that I do. I like to eat. <laughs> I like food. I don't really want to spend a ton of time like in the store, finding the food, putting it in the cart, standing in line, all that stuff. And there's an option for that. Again, I think a benefit of the pan. It was always kind of there before the pandemic. Yeah. But like that's something that you can use forever. Mm-hmm. You know, I do love that driving idea it was it's funny because some of my like older teens that have like family friends that have like younger kids mm-hmm. like is that like babysitting they're yeah. like driving and i'm like that's actually brilliant yeah yes yeah, yeah. right so like all and they these, get to spend time together with their little yeah cousins. family yeah. friends or whatever mm-hmm. right yeah and i mean I, I think that like the pandemic didn't re- did require us all to get creative in terms of how we were doing this and and just take an opportunity to, to relook at you know how yeah. we were doing stuff mm-hmm. um i wish to your point that like there was more of a look at like how and what are we doing as educators um but you're going to talk about that so let's swing into that you get to mm-hmm. lead this <laughs> about educators and how they're gonna support students i think is the like you have to support yourself and i know like self-care is such like a buzzy word mm-hmm. but it's also i think it confuses a lot of people like self-care really can be like you like turning the lights off in your classroom because you hate fluorescent lights mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. or it could be like I'm going to get a drink of water. If you guys have water on you and you want to take it out, like Mm -hmm. have a sip of it. Um, 
maybe bending some of the rules or the mandates that you feel like will support yourself and your mm. classes is helpful. Um, and, and really not trying to do the most. I feel like we talked, I have a lot of friends who are educators. We talked last year about like, mm. there's usually like a 10 to 20%, usually people probably with unresolved anxiety who are perfectionists mm -hmm. who do the most, mm -hmm. who then set like an impossible standard for everyone else. Like, oh, well, so-and-so's virtual classroom looks amazing. And so you need to make sure that mm -hmm. yours does too. And it's like, well, that person <laughs> is probably not sleeping a lot <laughs> and like has like hold themselves away from their family. Like, I don't want to sacrifice that so that I can look like them. Yes. So I think like just owning what you can do as an educator is really important. And yeah, like breathing mm -hmm. and drinking water and turning off the lights <sighs> and not assigning homework or, you know what I mean? Again, being like your homework is to read. Your homework is to learn how to change a light bulb. Like there's so many things again, during the pandemic, there's this, um, Again, I think it's on Etsy. It's called the Idea Box. And they have all these different, like, little wooden coins that have, like, life skills on oh, them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, what if you told your students, like, go home and, like, change the sheets. Learn how to fold a, a, a fitted sheet mm -hmm. and just send me a picture <laughs> and that's your homework. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. get creative. Yeah, I love And that. then you can put that in your, your grade book. 10 out of 10. Joey sent me the picture of that <laughs> folded fitted sheet. And great. You I know? love it. Yeah. So I feel like being flexible, taking care of yourself um, is really important. And, like, being present for the kids as much as possible and then staying home when you're sick. I feel like, again, yeah. like I can't overstate before the pandemic, I would always be like, I don't, something in my throat doesn't feel great, but I'm just going to go because I don't feel that bad. I can get through right. it. Sometimes it's more work to not go to work. <laughs> As right. weird as that is, uh, that I think is an indicator of a larger issue too, is that <laughs> if it takes more effort to call out than mm -hmm. it does to go, mm -hmm. then especially when you're not feeling well, it's like, mm, we might need to look at what I'm doing during the day. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think teachers prioritizing themselves and their families and like, how do you want like your students to remember this time? How do you want your family to remember you during this time? Like, and letting those kind of be like your guideposts mm -hmm. um, instead of like what Miss Nancy's doing down the hall mm -hmm. in her room because mm -hmm. maybe Miss Nancy's just like, you know, Pinterest queen and that's fine. <laughs> she gets to be that, but I, it might not be. I also like think about like the teachers that are going to be like, okay, kids, right back to where we were 2019, mm -hmm. you know, at that pace, we got to get back to that or, you know, we lost time. Like there are going to be those types of teachers mm -hmm. that like, Nobody and as therapists, like, what would we assume about somebody like that? Their own anxiety is raging. Yeah. And they, they can't deal with, like, any inflexibility, you know, if they're like, oh, we got to We got to control, control, control. I feel out of control. So I'm going to control mm -hmm. this situation. And it's easier to just jump back into the way they did it instead of, like, changing it and making mm -hmm. it work more for, for, like, the kids now, what mm -hmm. they need. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, leading from that place of compassion. Yeah. 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 And just softening the approach. And that's why I think admins need to also model it. Like everybody mm. needs to be modeling the skill for other people. Right. Like being like, I see you. I hear you. I know this is really hard. Yeah. Let's take a minute. Let's not have a, a PD day where we're like not really doing anything. I don't want to waste your time. Yeah. yeah. And also just like, like we were talking about just in the beginning of the podcast, like we're all doing our best and, and the best actually might be six. We're operating at 60%. Yeah. And that's the best we can mm -hmm. do. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take time for things to get back to whatever yeah, to the, to a new template. Yes. I think that's what you're saying too, is yeah. like, it's not, let's go back to normal. 
let's set a new template. Mm -hmm. And what that means is being comfortable with kind of screwing up along the mm -hmm. way and being like, oh, we tried that. It didn't work. Like you can. And that, I think it's like what we do with parents sometimes. Right. Is when, we, when you're like training a skill or you're training, setting boundaries. It's like, yep, you can go one way and you can be like completely authoritarian or you can go the other way and you can be completely passive. But mm -hmm. you, you do really want to try to find that middle where. Mm -hmm. You're yielding at some points when you mm -hmm. can tell your child really needs you. And other times you're like, you're holding a boundary because you can regulate through the discomfort mm -hmm. of the child accepting a no mm -hmm. or not mm -hmm. accepting or having mm -hmm. a hard time with your no. Mm -hmm. So um, I think it's that same thing of like, as educators, it's like, where's your middle? Not going to an extreme mm -hmm. because that feels safe. Yeah, right. And that's when it's hard when you say like it trickles down through all the different systems mm -hmm. and the change that needs to happen in a larger system mm -hmm. can't happen, like can't keep up with the change that this like past year and a half yes. brought. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I guess like to piggyback on that, it's like, I guess part of my fear, Amelia, you probably know more about this is like, was there anyone looking at like at the higher level, was anyone looking at that, but like at, at the mm -hmm. bottom level, like we need to implement change. I think that's my fear is like. The, nobody looked at that. Well, it's always been like this upside down pyramid of like kids need to, well, from my experience, I guess, um, like people have always focused the energy on kids needing to do quote unquote the right thing so that other people don't have to manage them as well. But I'm like, if you flipped it, like kids are the weakest they have the least power in any mm -hmm. system. And so to rely on them to like change so that everything else can change is so like incongruent and backwards to me mm -hmm. because like they've been on the earth the shortest amount of time, they have the <laughs> least amount of skills. It's so okay. it's like, why are we relying on them to like do the right thing? And it's like, no, we have adults like you and we always haven't been the best models. And right. maybe if we just own that, that then we could be like, mm -hmm. okay, Right. I can recalibrate and like not have these unrealistic mm -hmm. expectations. Yeah. And I do wonder what the expectations are going to be on the educators. Like, mm -hmm. like one of the things, and I know very little about it cause I've never been in the education system, but all that like park testing, like I hear mm -hmm. from my teacher friends, like expectations to get those numbers back to where they need to be. I'm like, is that still a thing that is like mm -hmm. being so highly like required of cl classrooms and teachers? <sighs> Good exhale, Malia. Mm -hmm. I don't know, actually. I'm like, I need, there's some things I have to withdraw from <laughs> knowing <laughs> now that I don't physically work in the school anymore. Yeah. Like I do work with educators, but like, I'm like, I can't be in that system because yeah. it was just even pre pandemic. It was really, really stressful. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that there's, I'm sure there's still like assessments because you do have to measure is what we're doing effective or not, but it's almost like, under what circumstances are you measuring? Guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Can they read? <laughs> can they kind of do basic math again? I mean, it's like, what are the life skills that you can kind of translate without, um, or maybe with in mind, like what kids actually enjoy doing, you know right. what I mean? Like, right. I feel like again, when kids are like on the swings, I'm like, this is physics. You're learning physics right now. <laughs> totally. Yeah. You know, yes. when you pump your legs, you go higher. When you just let them dangle, you slow down. They don't work. Yeah. Work. So it's like learning is everywhere. <laughs> it doesn't have to be <laughs> so quantified right. all the time right. under, especially like in a language, let's say testing language right. that not everybody speaks. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And that's where you're, kids have that frustration and anxiety when they don't measure up, you know, to their peers in this way. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, you're so smart. You're just mm -hmm. not, it's not 
the same way that everybody's measuring it. Yeah. I feel like I have a lot of clients like that who are really just really highly intelligent, but like you sit them down and be like, write an essay or like yes. take this test. They're yes. like, can't do it. I'm trying to write my name in less than 20 minutes. <laughs> I feel you. Um, I think we kind of touched on this um, a bit, but if anyone wanted to add, um, for the children, teens that really like the virtual option, um, what it's going to be like for them to reacclimate to being in person. Um, I'm thinking of one in general that was just like, yeah, I really liked it. You know, I didn't like, I liked being out of the pressure of having to get dressed every day or having to be a certain version of myself in front of my peers. Um, and actually did academically well. I think that's another important piece and was able to keep themselves organized because there are those um, individuals that just really can't self-manage, you know, at home and meet all the requirements. But there are that some that did that did actually well. You know, I think there are options. I don't. I'm sure there's at least two, like verified websites that provide virtual education. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because even again, pre-COVID, there were people who needed to learn remotely. Um, either right. if it was like medical needs or right. emotional needs, like there were mm-hmm. options. That's and again, right. I'm like, mm-hmm. if there if there are only two, somebody needs to go out and take their tech skills and link up with their best friend teacher and take the teaching skills and make their own website mm-hmm. and make a billion dollars for mm-hmm. people who mm-hmm. love to yeah. learn at home. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for me, the kids that I've worked with who liked virtual the most were probably the ones that need to go back to school mm-hmm. the most. Too. Mm-hmm. Like I, she, mm-hmm. <laughs> she was like, I just want to stay virtual. It's my it's my senior year. Like, why can't I? And I was like, no, mm-hmm. no, you should you go, go back, back to school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And, and I think that's really important to be doing as one of the adults in their lives is like, look, your personality is such that X, Y, Z and ABC may be more fruitful for your social, emotional, educational development. Um, I do think those are important messages and just weighing those conversations with our clients and having, you know, those mm-hmm. honest kind of like, well, what was the benefit here? What was the benefit here? What are you going to lose? You know, mm-hmm. vice versa. Yeah, that benefit and drawback thing, I think is so yeah. important like, yeah. it, that you could do with clients is like, oh, like what are the benefits of going back? Right. Ten of them. What are the yeah. like a, a typical pro and con list? But I feel like pro and con is like so cliche, cliche, yeah. <laughs> cheesy to say. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, what are, what are the benefits? What are the drawbacks? Yeah. And just like letting them sit with that, which I think is like our role as like therapists is like to not always like make anyone do anything mm-hmm, is yeah. like to help them arrive at their own yeah. conclusion that does work for them. Yeah. And like, and then they're like, all right, I decided I'm going to go back. And you're like, great. Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs> the right here. <choice>. Yeah. <laughs> here for you with that. Um, I have some kids who did better virtually like we're talking about than when they were in school prior and they feel really motivated moving into Mm. school because they're like oh I got all A's last year I think I can keep it up so we've been talking a lot about like how they're going to keep it up because how different it will look Mm -hmm. and like when they're going to be able to get the work done and how to to go about that like the momentum built up yeah that's cool for kids especially if they struggled before because Mm -hmm. again like maybe their value or their worth was like oh my god I must be an awful person because I'm bad at school Mm -hmm. and it's like here's an experience mm-hmm. where you got to be great at school and when they talk about it even like you can yeah they See have that like yeah, they, they change a little bit yeah. and get excited and i you know i think it's important to validate like even for us as clinicians right like where the virtual option did make parts of our lives easier like i think about like supervision for example like we can hop on a call and we don't mm-hmm. have to go to the class like to the classroom with me to the office to do supervision it can just be you know a zoom session yeah or yeah, phone with yeah. a client yeah with a 
yeah. consulting or something. Yeah. Which, yeah, I, I think that was when I was like, oh my gosh, I can do all these workshops now. Yes. Like, I don't have to go anywhere. This yes. is great. And then one of the drawbacks, I think, is like not every presenter was ready for virtual presentations. <laughs> like, I'm like, can you? Use, I know I say um a lot, but can you not say it that much? And can you use a prettier format than like, I'm um, just my plug for Canva. They should sponsor it. They should sponsor this podcast because. <laughs> PowerPoint. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Some of those PowerPoints. I'm like, Lordy, this looks like it's from 1970, (laughs) whenever PowerPoint came out. Yeah. That's the format and the template you're still using. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many better things that you could do. And that's what I'm like. Now I think what illuminated for me was like when I started watching those presentations, I was like, Oh, I could do this. Yes. Oh, I could do presentations. I could do them in person or I could do them virtually and they're going to look better and they're going to feel better. Yep. And probably more engaging. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I wanted again, like to spark in people, like you're saying, Sam, with like a love for learning. I think a lot of kids maybe feel like, Oh, I don't really like school. And it's like, "Mm, you just might not have had the right teaching style applied to you yet. Um, but yeah, for kids too, I think a lot like being in someone's home, you know, like you're on your computer with your teacher and yes. like you can see in your teacher's house, like that's exciting. And I yeah. think it's connecting. Like yeah. Yeah. it makes like, them oh, feel a part of it. so-and-so's cat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, as opposed to just like going in and like they're in their teacher clothes, right. like, teaching every day. Like I, right. my brother would put the dogs on with yes. for his kids and mm-hmm. like, they loved it. It yeah. was so exciting. There's a humanness to it. Yeah. 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 It's true. It's yeah. True. How about, um, for parents who are listening, I know that, um, we do have listening parents. So thank you for joining. Um, what do they need to know? Walk away from the wine. <laughs> yeah. No, the wine is a sign that you probably feel really overwhelmed mm. uh, and maybe have a glass of water before and then have it. <laughs> and this is going to be hard. Yeah. Mm. I think there is always an escape or like a desire sometimes to escape things that feel really challenging and feel yeah. really overwhelming. Mm. But I think if you drop the expectation that you have to do it perfectly, mm-hmm. the anxiety goes down. And what you were saying earlier, like leaning on those sources of support, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like hiring a housekeeper or nanny Mm -hmm. or like a driver to help you with stuff and delegate. There's such value in that. And I think Mm -hmm. you and I talked about this Mm -hmm. separately is like, there's things that you, you value that like maybe somebody in your family is like, Oh, well, why would you pay someone? You could do it. You have a car. And it's like, yeah, but I also have like a limit of what I can do in a day. And how many times I can go past the same train tracks and feel like I'm going to get them late or mm-hmm. whatever. And I feel like, and it's good for kids. Like we're saying socially, it's to like interact with other adults that aren't yeah. parents mm-hmm. and just other people who are like, oh yeah. All right. Well, I know whenever I get to the train tracks, I see how long I can hold my breath. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because they're not maybe worked up and anxious right. and they need to get them to practice at a certain right. time. Right. So I would say, yeah, my advice is like delegate. Mm -hmm. what you can you can put a dollar value on it but you can also put like an emotional taxation yeah and just and then knowing your yourself like you were saying earlier about educators like the whole self-care thing it's like parents too like you are going to be better for your children if you are well for yourself Mm -hmm. um and it's like you don't have to do everything like if your kid mm -hmm. did gymnastics before the pandemic and then Mm -hmm. didn't talk about it the entire time wasn't like i missed gymnastics you don't have to go back to gymnastics because it's open again yeah yeah if it was something they really loved sure but they don't have to do everything like Mm -hmm. i feel like there's that expectation they have to play soccer softball all all the things Mm -hmm. yes they don't have to do all the things they don't at all (laughs) and probably would be better for it right Mm -hmm. yeah well it's that creeping up again that's like a normalcy 
of parenting that I, I feel like we all have heard, right, is like parents want to give their kids opportunities mm-hmm. that they never had, which mm-hmm. usually tips into like mm-hmm. overwhelm and stress. And mm-hmm. it's like, how do you like navigate that and just collaborate with your child and be like, look, we have two free afternoons a week. You get to choose one activity that mm-hmm. you're going to commit to September through mm-hmm. December. We'll reevaluate. Mm-hmm. And maybe the kid's like, no, but I want to do like this, this and this. It's like, I hear you. Mm-hmm. Let's write a pros and cons list of all those activities <laughs> and which one w- wins Drawback out. Drawback and benefits. Yeah, drawbacks and benefits mm-hmm. of doing this. Oh, well, this one's 20 minutes away, but this one is also $20 a session. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you... That's, again, you're teaching mm-hmm. problem solving, right. not just by like cherry picking, like, oh, we're going to do this. And we're just doing it. And mm-hmm. the kid doesn't get to see behind the curtain of like, how do we decide mm-hmm. when things, there's yeah. a lot of like, that life you know, skill, attractive yeah. options. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, parents sitting down with kids and being like, well, t- tell me what you haven't mentioned gymnastics. I'm assuming it's not something you want to do anymore. Yeah. And maybe they're like, no, I just miss it. And I'm sad and I don't want to talk about it. Oh, well, I was thinking you didn't want to go anymore. Do you feel like you don't want to go anymore? (laughs) And like, you know what I mean? Like to have a dialogue Mm -hmm. around that and spending 20 minutes on it, like Mm -hmm. setting aside time, setting a timer on your phone. Like, hey, we're just going to talk about this for 30 Mm -hmm. minutes. Like, we're not going to get distracted. I'm going to give you my undivided attention. Um, But prioritizing, I think, like connection over Mm -hmm. like doing things Mm -hmm. and like rigidity and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Which and comes breathe. in like, yeah. Breathe. <sighs> breathe in the car. Whenever a parent is texting me like, oh, we're running late. I'm like, the universe is giving you five extra minutes to <laughs> model self-regulation to your child. Yes. There you go. I know. Nobody's dying. Yeah. Nobody's dying. Um, and then for us clinicians, how do we get through this? What do we need to do to take care of ourselves? I think it's self-care. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And saying no to... Turning the step. phone off. Yeah. Going to therapy yourself. <laughs> Moving our bodies, breathing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what I'm arriving at, and again, we've kind of talked offline about this, but like I'm going through a lot of personal stuff. And I think like just being open to mm-hmm. sharing a little bit of myself with my clients, mm-hmm. where in the past I think I would have been like, mm-hmm. oh, I just have something going on. Mm-hmm. And like, zipping it up where Mm -hmm. I feel like this happened. I'm really overwhelmed. I'm sorry if you don't hear from me Mm -hmm. in what you would think is a reasonable amount of time, but like, this is why. Yeah. And then also now when we look at like September, October is like the reality that I might have to like say goodbye to some clients and refer them out because I just can't accommodate. And maybe they don't, they might not need me as you know, our relationship was great, but they may not need therapy and just Uh being like, I think about that. I think about that too. I'm like, okay, how many of us have been at this? Like, Mm -hmm. why? Like, I love treating you, but like, do we really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's an important conversation. I'm glad you said it because I think it's one I need to do too. I'm like, you're good. Yeah. (laughs) And sometimes I think people over rely on. They're they're like, well, I'm good because I'm coming here every week. Or yeah, and you're like, well. I hear you. Uh-huh. And I think you're right on that one. Because also like it's our capacity to be able to continue to yes. provide them with good clinical uh-huh. treatment. Right. So it's like, it's not just like you love coming here. It's like, can I keep giving you what you feel That's like so you're true. getting uh-huh. the most out of every I week? Know. I mean, and it might be harder to understand because there's so many professions. I think that are not honest with people and like reel them in. Like you need me, you need me, you need me, you need me. Right. You need to keep paying me where I'm like, I mean, I'll, you can, or 
this doesn't have to be this way. Like you can. It's, it's such a weird balance. Cause sometimes I'll mention to clients and I'm like, Hey, like my, my thoughts. I'm like, Whoa. and I'm like, Blah. okay, no, you don't have to. <laughs> I know. I've had a couple of like failed so breakups. Like I'm trying to break up with them. I'm like, no, no. I'm like, uh, okay. Like being able, and it's funny. People will be like, oh, how many clients are you seeing? And I'm like, I like to keep it at like 25, but because people have come back. That's the other thing. I'm like, it's just people have, I'm like, yeah. Like you have to make time where time doesn't exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Breathe. Cut it. Cut the cord. Your clients will be okay without you. That's our tip to the clinicians. Cut some of the cords. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Make a goal. My goal is to. And again, it's not because I don't like them. I love them. I love my work and I love my clients, but I love them so much that I also feel like they deserve high quality treatment. And we can't do that if we're seeing like 16 people a week into like 7 p.m. I I wouldn't want to go to therapy at like 6.30 at night. So I'm not going to. And that's the hard thing with treating this demographic because they, like you were saying earlier. uh, The schedule, yeah. Their schedule is so. Everybody wants three four and five yeah and even some of the threes i'm like i don't even have an like everyone's like three fifteen three thirty three forty five i'm like anyone want a two i know <laughs> and that was part of the nice part about them this demographic being done with school at 12 30 mm-hmm. there were being right. people coming at one two and that was nice yeah that was really nice i don't have anybody in for two o'clock who wants to come to therapy at two o'clock? <laughs> I know the parent, the except parent Monday, because I have my own therapy, but mm-hmm. that's my therapy spot. Yeah, two p.m. But, um, Monday. Yeah, I think for therapists is like blocking out your own time for your therapy. Like you mm-hmm. had said that eight a.m. Like, Friday, Carol, and like working out <laughs> or moving your body. It doesn't have to be working out. I feel like Jamie and I just did that presentation about mindful movement, and it's like yeah. it doesn't have to be like sweating until <laughs> you're dropping on the floor. It really could be like I'm just gonna make. You know, two hours of time where I'm like walking the dog, walking the dog on the going for a bike ride. It's great weather right now. Mm -hmm. Just five minute little yoga stretches in Mm -hmm. the morning, moving your ankles. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of good like YouTube videos of people doing like all different lengths. Like you could do a nine minute thing. Mm -hmm. You could do a 30 minute thing. You could do 55 minutes, Mm -hmm. like whatever you have time for and like put it on your calendar. It is unmovable once it's on your calendar. I like modeling it also for clients, whether it's like in the session we're yeah. doing something, or like even we're going and doing walk and talk therapy. Like just again, like you're saying, mirroring. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm like I just need to get outside. Yeah, feel the sunshine on my face. And even in the when it was colder, I mean, COVID was still kind. Of, I mean, it is still. What, you know, I don't even know what to call it. Like <laughs> raging, down raging, up raging. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But when it was cold, we would go outside and I just was like, all right, I'm going to put my jacket on. I'm going to have my layers, my socks, yes. my boots. I'm like, oh, these yeah. are my hiking boots. Because sometimes kids would be like, oh, I want to go on that trail. I'm like, oh, I don't have the right shoes. You don't even have the right shoes. So yeah. Next time you come, let's wear the right we'll both have exploring the right shoes. outfit <laughs> if it's for outside. and Bring your walking stick. Yeah. Increase tolerance. Like, I'm not a cold person. I do not like like cold weather but i'm like you know what if it gets us outside it gets us moving yeah. i've expanded my window of tolerance for being outside so what are your clients explore yeah adventure um all right as we wrap it up if this is possible um some high notes of kiddos and teens getting back to this new template i like that word malia mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um in returning to school just one thought one benefit one thought what benefits? I feel like the social emotional. That's like 
one for me. I mean, again, like the mask thing hinders some of it, but I hope there's opportunities for like mask breaks, whether it's like outside. I actually like wearing lunch. masks as a practice more like if I'm not feeling well. Yeah. Again, if it's that tickle mm-hmm. in my throat and yeah. I'm like, I can go to the grocery store, I can go yes. do something, I should wear a mask. Yes. You know, for know. me and for everyone else because I don't know what I have going on. Exactly. Um, yeah, fewer colds. I feel like the mask thing is, I'm like, this is a nice safe option that we probably should have been doing when swine flu happened. Right. And or all along. I mean, Asian cultures do, you know, yeah, because mm-hmm. they're more apt to these types of viruses. And, and like, yeah, like, I mean, I haven't flown running. since January 2020, but when I do fly again, when I fly and travel and vacation and have the best time of my life, yep. I will be wearing two masks yep. and I will be taking all the vitamins yep. and, you know. Doing the thing. Yeah. High notes. I think kind of what I was talking about before, like they, they might see like somebody else was going through what yes. they're going through. And I think yeah. it can, it will be very unifying for yes. kids. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I like that thought. Yeah. And on both sides, I think you were saying like, if some people were like, Oh, it was terrible. And some kids being like, I miss my mom now that mm-hmm. I'm back at school. Mm-hmm. Like kids who were like developed maybe some stronger attachments mm-hmm. that when they came to school and it's like, at 16, 17, you might not be like loving to say like, I miss my mom. Yeah. But like, if somebody's like, I miss my mom too. She made the best like lunches during yes. quarantine. Like yeah. being like, oh, okay, I'm not like a baby for being no. like dependent on my mom for lunch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hopefully they spend now? less time on their phones. That might be a benefit. That is too. <laughs> uh, I was saying the social emotional, like yeah. them being around their peers again, you know, mm-hmm. just during the day. I think the whole like laying in bed, turn the screen off, not like putting on an outfit and taking a shower. I'm like, mm-hmm. y'all need to, you know, be up, mm-hmm. showered in clothing, like out of your bed, you know, like mm-hmm. just they need to be around. Again, I, I think of school as like their job. Um, they need to be at their job. Like I know for me, like it wasn't good for me to be totally at home. It mm-hmm. wasn't good for like, that's not my job. My job is to be client interfacing. And that's mm-hmm. part of why I love this profession. But um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like being in person. Some mm-hmm. people, I think, again, they discovered that, oh, wow, I can do this virtually forever. And that's like, great for you. Happy for you. Couldn't be me. <laughs> I like the pivot. And like, again, if a client's having a really, you know, a, you know, homework laden day, they can be like, hey, you know what? It would just be great if I could just pop on versus like mm-hmm. the 15 minute drive to the office. Or, yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I like that we have this flexibility. Um, your high note, Malia? Yeah. Um... Hmm. more opportunities to practice modeling regulation yes instead of pretending that everything is fine, fine right like instead of that meme where the little thing is i don't even know what animal that is but there's a fire behind uh-huh. it and it's like this is fine i feel like i'm like this is not fine exactly <laughs> and that's okay and i'm just gonna name it and i'm gonna breathe and i'm just gonna say that this is weird i feel yeah. uncomfortable mm-hmm. <sighs> Instead of it. being a hider or a masker yeah. yes. and pretending yes. things are chill. Showing some realness. Yeah. Being authentic. I like it. I, like it. <sighs> I can't thank you both enough. I know it's going to be a very useful podcast for those who are going to listen. So I appreciate your expertise and time and joining me. Yeah. Thank you for thank having you. me. You're welcome. Me. And <laughs> next time on A Therapist Tales, please join me as I welcome Melissa Donahue onto the podcast. 
Melissa is an ASECT, Certified Sex Therapist in LCSW. She will be discussing how sex is more than penetration. A definite big pivot from today's topic. I was just going to say, whoa. (laughs) I know. I was like, like, (laughs) oh, God. Okay. You're returning. Our closing quote is from Rebecca Solnit. To be hopeful means to be uncertain about the future, to be tender toward possibilities, to be dedicated to change all the way down to the bottom of your heart. This podcast should not be used as a substitute for therapy or mental health treatment. Please reach out to a licensed professional or facility if you are struggling and need to talk to someone.